Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Rewind podcast, uh, episode number something or other nowadays. It's been a few weeks since we were last on to record an episode, so quite frankly I can't remember, but the last episode was a cracker, I remember that much. Scotty Waldrum on for Would I Lie to You? That was a great episode. Um, actually, probably my newest favourite episode that we've done, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know how it came out to the listeners, but to record it was probably my favourite as well. I Just mean, the stories that we sort of spat out. I, I did kind of listen back to the episode a little bit. I don't usually do that, but um, in this case, I just wanted to see how it how it came across some of those stories. And you know what? It wasn't too bad. So hopefully the listeners enjoyed it. But if, um, I mean, is, if there's anything we're good at, it's chatting absolute bollocks and waffling. So that episode suits us perfectly. And as we've established, old Scotty Waldrum, he's right into it too. And we update on the episode. Uh, weather meant I didn't get to go to the aftermatch functions and hand him his bottle of chips, but did see a bit of code and Scotty running amok. His brother Thomas actually got man of the match, I believe. He was having oh, a field go. day out there. And so, yes. uh, how did you rate Scott's performance, mate? Yeah, well, it wasn't bad. He's a not a big feller anymore. I mean, as we kind of knew, as we talked about in his first year, he was playing under 85 kg footy, but you know, he still ran some good lines, put his tackles in. Looked like he was a bit naked by the end of it, but... Yeah, oh, good on him. Yeah, Sounded like uh, a good cause as well. I reckon. I reckon the night out would have had some stories. Although, having said that, it was a night out in the Vicario, which typically doesn't excite. It's probably ended up on D Street in some boy racer cars. It's I was going to say that. Now, yeah, when I think of Vicario and nights out, I just think of cars going up and down D Street. I mean, there's not really much else to do, is there? Bit of KFC involved, maybe. Maybe some... Oh, yeah. Some, uh, maybe some Woodstocks in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, we trip to Reedy Beach, get your car stuck. That seems to be a popular tradition as well. I was going to say, I, you know, stop to the supermarket and get some beers, but no, you can't do that in the No, yeah. no, we cannot. Go to, <laughs> we've got a local land or two. Thank God for the ILT, eh? Um, anyway, last year you would have heard us talk about uh, some super rugby. We did a super rugby review. You probably may or may not have listened to that episode. Um, and we just rambled on about how we thought each Super Rugby team prior to the season starting would do. Uh, biggest sort of, um, you know, acquisitions and maybe biggest losses as well. Yeah, you know what? Really, the how they've changed from the previous years and where we think they're roughly going to finish up come crunch time. And if you listen to the last year's episode, you'll know that we got none of it right. So that's probably not going to change this year, to be honest with you. We might get the New Zealand teams right, but to be fair, most of the people will get that. Yeah, if you're in here for front. some expert analysis, you might not be in the right place. But if you're here to kind of, you know, a bit of, a bit of chat, a bit of tearing your ears out at what we're going to say, and then flick us a wee message when you inevitably get it a lot more spot on than we do, we'd love to have you. Yeah, don't be bidding the house on uh, what we suggest here. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. You will be, uh, you'll be homeless. So don't do that. But what we will have is some good insight. I think last year, did we have Max on? Yeah, we had Max on last year, and I mean, if there's one thing I back us, it's, I think we know that a lot of the players fairly well across the teams. Not necessarily experts on any one particular, but I think we well-rounded enough to know most of the players in New Zealand and Aussie squads to at least have a wee yarn about them. And thank God for whoever updates Wikipedia with transfers, because it is a great oh, They sort. are legends, eh? Like, it's by far the best source to look at the ins and outs. I don't know who does it, but whoever it is that's out there, thank you very much. It's, it's such an easy... Like, I don't know. Obviously, your teachers talk about Wikipedia. We've spoken about it on the podcast before. Yes, anyone can edit it, but I'm pretty sure it's accurate in this case. Oh, it's just, it's a great source. It also, I mean, Rugby Database, I've given them a shout out on here too, but another fantastic source for like rugby, Kiwi rugby in particular. I don't know how the blokes on there get time to do what they do, but anyone who's putting in their time and effort to update rugby stuff for free, shout out to them. Now, obviously, we have the transfer information on Wikipedia. But we don't necessarily have all the up-to-date injuries because there has been a few injuries. In the there have been some kind of as of this morning when we're recording. Yeah, so a couple of big ones too. Forgive me if I haven't covered all of them. I'll try to, but I'm sure Ben will have cover me as of if I don't remember any. Yeah, I'm sure. Between us, we'll have a wee spiel. But I yeah, mean, without uh, further ado, I mean, what we'll probably do is just pick a team randomly and just go through like that, and then we'll go go through all the teams and see how we'll go. We'll rank them, give them a bit of a ranking, and then. Um, yeah, go from there. Who do you want to start with? I was going to say, you may know if you're already listening, but I will try to remember to timestamp, so if there's just a few particular teams, I'll hopefully have that in the description. If not, someone messaged me to remind me to do it. That'd be great. 
Back I can in, do yeah. that, mate. I'll remind you of that. How about that? There you go, all over it. In terms of starting, um, oh, big cool, mate. Should we start with our? No, I don't want to start with our lads. Should we start an Aussie? Start yeah. with your boys, the Force. Feel like, oh. we did them, feel like we did them late last time. We'll go straight to the Force. I tell you what, the Force have made some great acquisitions. Now, they're not in the same financial stripe as the Rebels, which we'll get to later. They've got a, quite a lot of financial backing, actually, to the to the contrary. Um, old Andrew Forrest seems to be involved in rugby and WA, but um, they've actually made some really good signings. I know the Force generally do bring in older players, probably past their prime, that are big names they have in the past. Um, you know, and even some former All Blacks. But the reality is this year they've actually brought in some players that are still in their prime, and that's the key difference. Um, I think they've made some pretty cool um, picks. I think the main one for me, I mean, Nick White coming across from the Brumbies, that is a massive pull for the force. Absolutely. Probably, probably the best half-pack, if, if not second-best half-pack in Australia. Um my understanding is that the Brumbies didn't want to give him a two-year contract, but the Force yeah, would, of course. I can't remember exactly, um, but I mean, if you're the Force, you're going to scoop that up as soon as you get a chance. It's quality I think football. the Brumbies, because he would be on like one of their top contracts, you know, marquee contract, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So the, the Brumbies probably thought, oh, he's, you know, he's 34 now. We'll get we on to it with the Brumbies, but they have got some decent wee backups there. Yeah, exactly. So I think Nick White's a massive pull for the force. He'll be great. They've still got some good halfbacks. They've got Isaac yeah. Mines, Lily Wasser. Of course, he got in the Wallabies camp last year for the World Cup, so he's no slouch either, is he? Absolutely not. And then one of the other um, – so 9 and 10 are important, but I think they've also claimed a pretty big scalp in the form of Ben Donaldson. Yeah, it's another solid pick, are they? Don't know if you'll play – you'd imagine you'll play 10 for them, but you know, competent at 15 as well, isn't he? A guy who we've kind of slagged off a bit in the past, but we have. But at Super Rugby level, he's certainly more than capable and a great pull for the Force. Max Bury last year played pretty well for the Force, number ten. Uh, so I wonder if they start him and have Donaldson maybe at fullback. We'll yeah, see. I mean they've got a few decent options. Of course, Campbell Parada as well and Rajan um, Pitson. There's just a yeah, few solid footballs around. I mean, like you said, it's typical force of their signings. No huge names, but just all players who are going to add, like the likes of Will Harris, Artu Moli, Tommy Franklin, a former Highlander. Just, and of course, um, maybe a bit of magic in the back line with Harry Potter in the uh, as a new signing. So He's, he's the guy just... who I actually, like you said about White, best signing, but Potter, I think he could be pretty vital because there's a little bit light on wingers and yeah, well, what I've seen of him, as much as all oh, you'll get the the puns and the cliches and whatnot with his name, he's actually quite a good player. Oh, he is, and he's a great player. I'm not sure he's come from Leicester. Um, he was actually class over there in England, and hopefully, I mean, unfortunately, the track record of European players coming to Super Rugby isn't great. But I think he did spend some time, maybe, maybe the Rebels before he left. I don't think. Yeah, he that game, does but... that does ring a bell actually. The problem with the forces, so I can't remember, but yeah, someone will. You, you name a good point though, because the force have relied heavily on Manasseh Mateli in the last few seasons to score tries, and he's gone to the Crusaders. So I reckon that's their biggest loss. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. He's been kind of their key man. No other huge, huge losses, I don't think, but Mateli has been vital for them. Yeah, I'd say Mateli's been one of their most important players the last few years. He's probably their biggest loss. Bryce Higgity had been all right, number 10, but again, they've got Ben Donaldson there, so he's not as big of a loss. Yeah, oh, they, um, they did lose um, Flau Fianga, of course, but... Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Which kind of shows how his form wasn't at his best last season if we've kind of just left him out of yeah, contention for the biggest loss. He wasn't actually starting games uh, all the time. So whether or not, you know, they just they were looking at Kaitu above him a lot of the time which um, surprised me. But, yeah, he's off to France, so it's probably the second biggest loss I would have thought. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's lining up as a fairly typical four season. Not world beaters, but they've got a solid squad there, kind of 1-15. to 15, They're all quality players. Maybe the depth will hurt them if there's um, injuries, but there's enough quality in that starting 15 and some underrated players in there, particularly in that lock department for me. I think they're one of the more underrated locks in the competition. Well, from a ranking perspective, uh, if they can stay fit, if their key players can stay fit, Simon Cron, I think, is quite a good coach. But if they can stay fit and they can unfortunately beat that travel curse over there in Perth, 
and stay fit and win the games at home, which is, as we saw last year with the Force, they are very, very capable of winning at home. Um, but they're not very capable of winning away. So they have to win away games to get anywhere near the finals. If they can't do that, they won't get anywhere near them. So I'm going to go somewhere around the eighth spot, probably. Yeah, Seven, I think maybe. they're going to be kind of battling. They'll be trying to get for that playoff spot. I think they won't quite reach it. I think I think they won't quite have enough to um, get one over the Tars and Reds, so they're probably going to finish mm. sort of ninth, tenth for me. Yeah, but, well, it can go either way. It all comes down to away performances. We know they can win at home, but it's just away. But hey, we'll soon find out. Where are we jetting off to next? How about we go back across the ditch to the beautiful, beautiful city of Hamilton? Oh, everyone loves a bit of Hamilton. I mean, metropolis, isn't it? Absolute tourist destination. We'll talk about the Saders later, but Hamilton, whilst it might be not the nicest city in New Zealand, I don't mind it, to be fair, but some people think it's not the nicest, shall we say. It's probably the nice way of saying it. Um, I think the Chiefs are a team that have the credentials to be one of the top players. I don't know the TAB odds, but I would be happy to put them as my favourites to win the whole thing, you'd think. So let's have a look at it. So the, there are some losses. Let's, let's not be let's not be um, silly. There are some very big losses. Yeah, quite a number, actually. <laughs> um, let's not be silly. So there are, you know, we, we can lay, name them right now. Brad Weber, Peter Gus, Sam Kane, Brody Retallick, they're all gone. Yeah. Bryn Moley so, as well, who... Not quite the caliber of the other guys we mentioned, but also players that played a big part in the team. Well, and Nankerville as well. He's probably been one oh, of the most. Oh, yeah, He actually might be just as important, if not more, than some of them other guys. Incredibly important in the center. He's off the Munster. Um, he got, and, and I couldn't agree more with him doing that because he just wasn't getting a cap for the All Blacks. Why not go over to Ireland and have a crack over there? So. Yeah. I mean, um, he's good enough to be playing international football, I would think. So if he's not going to get it here, why not? see what chances arise over in the other part of the world. But let's not forget that they still have some incredible players on paper. Uh, so, yes, they've lost the big names. But let's not be let's not fool ourselves. Some of those bigger names were probably towards getting towards their end of their careers. Not not quite there yet, but not far off. So the young yeah, guys... are very good backups in all of those positions pretty much, isn't yeah, they? Yeah, and they're going to have to rely on these young ones stepping up, which I think they're more than capable of doing. Um, so for me, star players, you like the likes of your Damian McKenzie's, of course, your sit your centers, your like your Leonard Browns and your Quintu Pies, depending on fitness. Um, of course, your Liam McCombs failings on the wing. Oh, um, ironically, he might play a decent role this season. No, he will because he's not on a short term like, contract. I mean, it's Stevenson, Narawa, Nyo Satoru, you're starting back three, but Coombs failing will. Probably the first cab off the rank if one of them goes down. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, what? I mean, you've also got people like Caleb Trask. Well, I suppose in Trask, Ioane, and McKenzie can all play fifteen too, can't they? So yeah, so you've got a few options there. But even just your your um your your flankers and your and those sort of positions are just stacked, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's the young guys. Like I haven't noted anyone particularly huge for the signings, but. The fact they've retained all these young guys, they've retained Stevenson. Yeah, they've exactly got a few right. for the future, like um, Malachi Rampling, he's one who I think, and Gideon for that matter, the two of them, both big players for the future. Daniel Rayner as well, Ratima, lots of up and coming players that could be pushing for a black jersey in four or five years' time. And I believe uh, they've also named uh, Luke Jacobson as their captain for this season. So, Good on him, I think. He's yeah. had a pretty poor run of injuries and. In and out of the All Blacks, so it'll be good to see him hopefully get a season of captaincy under his belt and cement himself at the next level. So there you go, Chiefs. I'm going to go in the number one spot this year. Yeah, I'm going winners as well. Not just number one. I'm going, I'm going they go all the way and win the final too. Yeah, fair enough. Why not? Uh, I think, you know, stuck in New Zealand, go, go to the guys who did just mention, the Crusaders, the guys who usually bet all the way near the top for them, but I'm interested. Will it be different this season? What do you reckon? We're going to be careful with the Crusaders because every time they face adversity in the past, past 20 years or even more than that, where people have said before the season, oh, they've lost all their key players. You know, Dan Carr's gone, Richard McCaw, all these players have gone. They're going to get smashed or they're going to have a 
a bad season, but it never seems to materialize because for whatever reason, the Crusaders just always turn out to be damn good for some reason. And I on that be note, careful. before you spear, I'll just rattle off some of those big names and then yeah, you can well, go, go, on. go Go ahead. Yeah. Just because there is a fair few. I mean, Ollie Jaeger, Quinton McDonald's not huge, but you know, Ollie Jaeger, Mitchell Dunshay, Sam Whitelock, Sione Havili, Richie Mawonga, Raiden Enel was out injured, Goodhue's gone, Lester Fying Anuku, and Will Jordan's out for the season now. Lee yep. Harp, and he's out for the season. Um, well, at least most of the season. Fergus Burke is injured for the start of the season. So they're running light, and they've lost some of the best Super Rugby players of the past decade. They have absolutely uh, lost the most talent out of any team. But the young players for the Crusaders in the past, historically, have been unreal on their debut seasons um, or the second seasons. They've just been outstanding. That's what's cost. That's what's uh, allowed Crusaders to win so many titles is their, yes, their star players, but also it's the young guys that somehow are just amazing on day one of their career in Super Rugby. So we're going to be careful with underestimating them, but I do think that that's too much talent to to to, to lose and still get a really high position. We'll uh, not to mention, with, uh, you picking out one of those names, actually. It was the the biggest one of them to lose. Richie Moanga is big, but not as big as Listifying Anuku. Right, I can somewhat get behind that. The guy who I think is the biggest loss is someone I didn't even mention there, Scott Robinson. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Scott Robinson. I, yeah. I just feel like, I mean, look, look at his record as a coach. So it's incredible. Coaching, so, yeah, coaching is so important. And. Yeah, Rob Penny's coming through. We'll see how he goes. You know, the Crusaders haven't gone through that many coaches, really, um, because they've been so successful. But this is the first time in quite some time that they've changed the coach. So we'll see how it goes. And that, that obviously, that adds risk as well. So for me, I would have to say that, um, yeah, I, I think probably- maybe it might not change too much because he's been in and around the environment, I think, so... I don't know. I, I, I don't want to look at preseason results because everyone knows that's always correct. Yeah. But um, there nah, was look at big... preseason, mate. Read into it. Highlanders are winning undefeated. Yeah, that was a big. They lost a lot. The Crusaders did to the Highlanders. Not that that means anything. Let's be honest. But um, maybe it's an indication. I don't know. I'm going to go number five on if the. If they table. can't do it on a humid afternoon in Methan, how are they going to do it in Super Rugby? That's what I have to say. I'm going to go number five on the table. You're locking in five. That's that's low for the Crusaders. It is. It that's is. Your, probably your bold call. I think they've but, got enough to still. But it's go. still no. Nah, well, five still a, a finals. You know, like a playoff yeah. spot. See, I was tossing up originally. I had kind of had them around that four or five as well, but double. Nah. Thing. I, See, I think I they think... got enough to go two. I think they're going to go second. I don't know. Like, I don't want to. This is a sort of team that's inexperienced enough. Not not hugely inexperienced, but inexperienced enough so they might drop a few games to someone who they shouldn't drop a game to. Things someone like the Tars or the Reds or the Brumbies or something like that, you know. Um, but having said that, once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. So I think they'd still be happy with a with a playoff position. But yeah, I, yeah you think like, they'd like, still have a decent run in the playoffs? Like you yeah, could make a final. I honestly reckon they could, and it's just because they're Crusaders. If there was anyone else, I'd say probably not. So but, we're in a reasonably similar boat then. I'm thinking, yeah, there's still a good chance at a final. You can never, ever write the Crusaders off, ever. Who do you think their best pickup is? Because they've had a couple of decent pickups. One name's probably the biggest of the lot, but let's see if you bring him out. Well, Ryan Crotty's returning, isn't he? Uh, we spoke about Manasseh Mattelli coming from the force. He's a quality winger. Uh, Lee Harpenny, who's a little bit, well, probably end of his career now, but obviously the Welsh legend. Hell of uh, a mentor, just- though. It's a shame he's injured, but yeah, exactly right. Great head to have in the in the rooms. Owen Franks from the Canes as well. Um, so uh, I think they're great pickups. Rivers Rihanna from Chiefs is um, a solid. I option. think he's going to have a huge season because Moong is gone. Fergus Burke's out for a while, so he's going to have some big boots to fill. Huge boots, yeah, huge boots. Um, the other question I have for you is: Do you think we'll see David Harvey in a number ten jersey, mate? There's a possibility. Like, you can chuck it on. I mean, he's Never played known. there for, for them before. Like the other, was it one or yeah. two seasons ago? He started the season at 10 and is their first choice goal kicker. Yeah. So he can run the cutter all right. 
and there's midfield options galore. And of course, they brought in a new midfielder, Levi Almua, one of the best Super Rugby players of the past couple of years. An absolute that's going to be. Uh, I think center. he's going to he's going to be class alongside some of the other guys. I mean, you got a few options in there, haven't you? You got Dallas McLeod as well. You got um, they obviously David Hoverley we just spoke about. Ryan Crotty, the old head. Um, so there's a few options at centre and well in the centre um, jerseys, but. McLeod as what. well, of course. Didn't even mention him, and of course he found himself in the All Blacks too. So just a log he's, game there. Yeah, he's quality. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of quality in there. Who knows? We might see um, some really good performances out of them. But end of the day, it's just going to come down to how many of the Kiwi teams they can beat. I reckon. I'll tell you who else I'm excited for is my Northland mate, Tanifa Legend, Jeremiah Murray. Oh, tell you what, he had he a was great so good in the NPC. I was actually I forgot to mention him because I was going to mention him. Yeah, he had a great season with yeah. Northland, um, and oh, he, he deserves, was actually electric. Eh? He deserves this contract, and I hope he starts. And I think he will start a number of games. Yeah, I um, hope he does get some minutes. Eh? Like the Crusaders do have quite a number of wingers, but uh, like look, yeah, a there's couple still so I'll mention for the Highlanders later. I think they got that potential to step up when they. Get the chance, and there'll be one still, to keep an yeah, eye on. Still, a hell of a lot of talent in this team. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, but the injuries, I think, without the injuries, I'd be going up to number two or three. Yeah, that's fair. But with the injuries they've had, you know, Will Jordan, massive loss. Um, half penny, yeah, sure, he might not have started there again, but still a big loss. Um, so there's some biggies in there um so anyway five is probably you're probably right maybe it's a little bit harsh but we'll see no we'll see it's the key man for you anyone other than scott barrett scott barrett's um ethan blackadder yeah fair um, i think old fergie barrett if he gets a run in the 10 jersey will be pretty key but i mean it's scooter barrett really in it that's right uh, and sever reese if he can get back to his oh form. yeah of course yeah. he'll be back from entry yeah yeah another with a lot to prove Let's uh, let's go back across some oceans and head to the lovely islands of um, Samoa, and Tonga, and the other Pacific nations, Moana Pacifica. So, obviously, Moana Pacifica. I think this year, this year they should be having a few more games over in Tonga or Samoa. They still have a few games in Auckland, but uh, they're trying to play some more over in Tonga and Samoa, which is pretty good. So, um. Yeah, I think they've picked up some good players. They have lost a couple of players. I note that it seems like they've lost a few to just NPC contracts that just haven't renewed their Super Rugby contracts, which I guess makes sense if they're trying to make way for some of these players they've picked up. Um, but yeah, I think some of the some of the guys they've got coming in are pretty cool. I mean, Tana Umang is now the head coach. Uh, he was from the he was at the Blues, wasn't he? Still, so yeah, as their assistant, he's probably their best pickup. Ideally, you'd think he should fit the culture a lot more than Aaron Major. I Absolutely. mean, by the sounds of it, he already is. I think for me, the biggest pickup is going to be Julian Surveyor, right? So he is. He wasn't offered a contract by the Canes, which I thought was a bit a bit unfair. I mean, he, you know, I mean, yes. from the Canes' perspective, I can see why, but bit of a legend of the club. He's a Canes legend, and he's going to want to prove them wrong, isn't he? Oh, absolutely, and I think he'll start a number of games. I think Nigel R. Wong was actually has been bloody good. He's um, a surprise backer, Jay. I didn't really rate him, but he's been really good. Yeah, so they've got him on board, so that'll be good. Um, Sione Havili yeah. as well, and uh, Pipisana Pedofilo, a couple of Crusaders guys they've brought over, both, well, Havili in particular, could be a real leader for them. And just to stand quietly, I mean, Christian Lilifano, 36 years of age, he is a trooper, and... Oh. Uh, He's going to go down as a Hall of Famer, eh? He's just one of the best Super Rugby players of all time. And he's still so damn good for uh, the the minor Pacifica team. And um, sure, he might not start every game. William Havili will probably start a few games as well. But um, oh, he's just a legend, isn't he? No uh, Lincoln McClutchy this time. Yeah, no Lincoln McClutchy this time. Um, he's off to and, the Murphy. Uh, no Tava Tava Nawai or Almua either, two of their best players from the past couple of years. So they're going to need Massive some loss. other players to step up on attack. Massive loss. Um, so, uh, you know, it's one of those teams where someone's going to come out of the woodwork and be really damn good. And I don't know who it's going to be, but one of them will be really good. Do you reckon there's a chance Moana be that sort of surprise package this year? Yeah, I do. I think um, because they're playing some more games over in Tonga and Samoa, they won't be easy games for anyone. Um, 
so let's hope that they can get the wins over there. Um, and then they're still playing some games in Auckland as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know where they'll stand. I'm, I'm thinking they'll best a couple of the Aussie teams and hopefully sneak a victory over one of the New Zealand sides or maybe the Drew or their closest rival. But um, I'm still thinking they'll be down towards that 9-10-11 spot. Not sure where, though. Yeah, I'm in similar vein, I think. I think they're going to pick up more wins than they had previously, but I still think they're in that bottom three. I think the yeah, best they could hope for in my eyes is probably 11th, but I wouldn't be surprised. If... I think they might have enough to finish above the Rebels, but we'll see. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think so It's going to be as per usual. It's going to be depth. If there's some injuries, the depth is going to struggle, and if they can't get their set piece sorted, which they have in Tom Savage is a lock, with a lot of experience, so he might help, but that set piece needs to be assured, otherwise they're going to struggle. Longevity in the games as well. They can hold, they tend to be able to hold out quite well for most of the game, but then they've some of those games last year, they've been closed out in late stages. Oh, yes. The so, same thing I experienced supporting Argentina for the best part of 15-odd years. <laughs> Can't close out a game, so yeah. Um, so, look... I love the team, and I think they're a great addition, but they they got some work to do, and let's hope they can prove everyone wrong. Right, should we do the uh, Pacific Neighbours then while we're on it? The uh, Fijian Drua, the surprise package of last year, of course, made the playoffs and picked up some huge scalps along the way. Big they certainly did. Can they back it up? What are you they thinking? certainly did. I mean, that, you know, Suva Stadium is a fortress, isn't it? Um, they just can't. They simply can't be beaten. Well, they, they were beaten, but damn, it was some good games over there in Suva. Um, so really looking forward to seeing some of those, more more of those Fijian games over there. Um, I think there's a few losses in the team. Um, there is. I don't think there's anything major personally myself. They lost um, Ravova, who don't get wrong, very handy footballer, but I don't think there's anything as major as the previous years. Nah, but the, the, this is really going to say this team probably hasn't lost any. It's probably lost the least and gained the least out of all. Yeah, of them. It's, which I think is going to be good for them. It's actually a great thing because that was what was winning them the games is that team dynamic and they're sticking together and they sort of avoided quite a number of injuries. Really, they didn't I suppose. They, didn't get... they have had a somewhat of a loss on that front, the injury front. Caleb Munts, I think, is out for a while, and he was their go-to guy in ten, which means. Likely the guy they bought in, one of their only signings, Armstrong Lavola, the uh, Fiji under-20s, number 10. He's probably going to have to run the cutter for the first part of the season, at least. So, yeah, I mean... A very promising player. Looked great for the Turbos. But he's being thrown in the deep end. Yeah, we can sink or swim, I suppose, isn't it? So, looking forward to this team. They, just, they can pull magic out. We know they can. So, that's going to trip a lot of teams up, especially in Fiji. So... I think we're still looking at a um, lower lower playoff sort of side. Yeah, team. I think they sneak into the playoffs as well. But I reckon we're looking at number seven or eight, and I know I said eight for the force, but I reckon we'll probably see maybe seven or eight for the for the, uh, for the juror as well. Yeah, first one we're on the exact same page. I got them in at seven in my prediction too. And no change in coaching either, which I will point out, which is good. Mm, yeah, that's so, the thing. I think McBurn fairly solidified squad. I want to say. Um, he played a bit last year, but keep an eye on Taniella Rankuru. I know we don't talk preseason much, but he has looked good in preseason. Yeah, look, it's just we keep saying it, but this is going to be so good for the Fijian national team, and it is so good for the Fijian national team. So I'm really happy to see uh, see that happening. Um, so let's go back to Australia. We've done the yeah. one Australian team. Um, let's give some love to our friends in Sydney, the Waratahs. Oh, um, the guys who we famously nail every single year always get your predictions bang on. Never we never a bad ever, word. We never get the Waratahs right. I mean, end of the day, they're actually a hard team to predict because they have been so good some seasons. They've won the cup before. They've won in 2014, but they uh, it's hard to predict because the players seemingly are good some years, and then the next year they're not, but they do really well. So. It's hard to say. They have had some losses, um, but for the most part, I don't reckon they've lost massive names. It's kind of just a lot of them are dead wood for the most part. I mean, Michael Hooper obviously is a huge loss, and Will Harris is good. 
Well, Michael so, Hooper is pretty much a commentator now, isn't he? Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, the likes of Tolu Latu, reasonably big name, but didn't necessarily have his best form. Tanya Seu, again, wasn't necessarily that I think best, uh, Harrison, so. Harrison Goddard's a pretty big loss. Yeah, um, I think he's pretty handy. And, I mean, it's no obvious backup to Jake Gordon now, is there? Jake Gordon's, I thought he was pretty good last year. but he's Yeah, Jake Gordon's good, but he's going to carry a big workload. They're going to rely on uh, Tane Edmund this year, and I, I quite like Tane Edmund. I think he's quite good. So at number yeah. ten, uh, Will Harrison as well, of course. Um, he's played a bit of fullback for them in recent times, though. But I suppose if uh, Jorgensen's back, he might be running the ship at fullback. Yeah, yeah. Max Jorgensen, I think he's going to be key to them. They've, he's got to be on form. Um, now it's crazy that we're calling what's he like a twenty-year-old in his second season? Yeah, calling him like one of their key guys, but he's he just that good. Um, I, I feel like last year we were. I think I might have briefly mentioned him at the end because we kind of forgot and just said, oh, there's this young kid keep an eye on. Or it might have been two years ago. Now, I didn't really think anything of it, but now he's just class. Yeah, he, he is class, and he's really important. He'll be in the Wallabies this year for sure as well if he keeps that form up. I mean, he was, already the, was until he got injured, wasn't he, sir? So yeah, that's right. And, of course, the money, the dollar is retired now. He's going to be a commentator with um, the, the channel over here, which is cool. He's a pretty good commentator, much better than my friend... Uh, What's his name? Um, What's his name? <laughs> What's his Dog name? it on you, mate, Sonny Bill. <laughs> that was Can't even remember his name. Yeah. So, sorry, Sonny. Sorry, Sonny. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll he's listening to. He, he is. Now, nah, look, he, great guy, but terrible commentator. But Namani's quite good, actually. Um, now, Mark Nwongatuwasi, biggest loss of all time in Australian football, but he's still here for one season, um, mm. I think. So he's, he's going to NRL next season, isn't it? Yeah. And frankly, can you blame him? Well, no, but it's just how does Rugby Australia let that happen? He's, He's their, one of their best talents they've had in a number of years. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yes, sure, the Roosters, I think it's the Roosters, have given him a massive deal. But, you know, they gave the, – let's not forget that Rugby Australia gave um, – who was that winger they gave from the, – they, they stole yeah, from so the Yeah, Vali. Yeah, Vali. They got like, money because they're trying to coax some of these – Yeah, he got like millions over. of dollars. He got millions, and then they can't convince Mark to stay. So no, I think that's just crazy. But anyway, Mark, Nwongatuiwasi, and Dylan Peach will be a critical wing pairing, I think. This year. Yeah, they're good. Tristan Riley's not a bad wee player too. But yeah. yeah, there's some good wingers. Dylan Peach is pretty good. Um, but centers. Centers are going to be important for them. I know um, I talked force having some underrated locks, but I think Tar's centers is by far one of the most underrated little combos in the competition. Always oh. rated for Kitty and Parisa. So good. Yeah, and that, they're, they're great players, and I think they're going to be good. Um, the only problem is, like... I don't know about Darren Coleman as the coach. I think he's all right. Mm, but not sold. I'm not sold on him. Um, Charlie Gamble didn't have a very good season last year. Well, sort of didn't have yeah, as had good a great season. breakout season, then then kind of eh. So maybe he'll pick back up again. And then Lee Gleeson, I think, is pretty good. But otherwise, like there hasn't been huge losses um, other than the ones we spoke about, which yeah. for the Hope most part. Hope is the biggest. Yeah. No huge pickups really either, though. I do like the signing of um, Fergus Lee Warner. He was really good at your boys, the force. Quality player. I, I think Hooper would have been in the squad had he been not shafted by Jones. A hundred percent. Like, you'd He's just be been a pretty tidy off. loose trio. You had he was, Fergus Lee Warner, you got Gamble, you got Gleason, you got. Hooper was the best Anakin. player that Rugby Australia had for fucking ages. Like, other than Pocock, who decided he wanted to be a politician. Um, he, like, yeah. I don't know why. I, I just can't get over the whole Eddie Jones stuff. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. But anyway. Yeah, you um, just... Look, Waratahs, I think... It's just so hard to predict them, isn't it? Um, That's why I've kind of stuck with a bit of a cop-out. For me, I've gone... I've gone better than the Rebels in Force, not as good as the other couple Aussies, so I've conned them about night. Which I think yeah. is where I seem to predict them every year. I'm actually going to go seventh... Just because they've got some talent behind them, and hey, you've got can... about four teams finishing in seventh at the moment. Yeah, I know. I got I got to start shuffling them around. I'm just sort of losing losing my um, placement. Um, Not with you though. That middle um, of the pack's pretty tight. It's hard to call though. Okay, I'll, I'll say I'll say I'll say no. Nah, I will say Ab- sixth in that case. Above or below the draw? I'm gonna put them above the draw. Okay, yeah, fit. I think they're finishing slightly below. I think Gus Bell's the key player. Don't need to touch on it more than that. World class. Oh. Expel is incredible, mate. Yeah, no, he's one of their best players. Next team, who are we going to? 
Um, we'll stick in Aussie. We'll go to a team that's in fairly dire straits, the Rebels. Yeah, see, the Rebels can go one of two ways. So, of course, the Rebels financially potentially are bankrupt and may or may not be having to leave Super Rugby altogether and, and cease to be an organisation. But depending on how that goes, and even if it does go badly and they do wrap up and never come back at the end of the season, it's sort of one of two end, ways. It's going to be quite gutting for the five fans. It's going to be an absolute dismay. Yeah, it's, Which of the other 50 million sports teams in Melbourne are they going to support? It's interesting, though, because, yes, they get lower crowds, but I don't reckon they're much lower than other teams. They get a right yeah, crowd. Yeah, they're actually not bad. Like when and considering, considering it's Melbourne, which is like a sports-heavy city, there's so many sports teams in Melbourne, Rugby Union is nowhere near the top of the list of people of sports for people. So the fact that they even get fans is impressive. And it's a shame because there needs to be a rugby union team in Melbourne. It's the biggest city now in Australia. 100%. Um, but it's just how do you get interest in the reality is you've got to win games. Like the Boratars get shit crowds when they're not winning games. They got they used to get fifty thousand people to a game when they were winning all the time. So it's all about winning games. But this season could go one or two ways for the Rebels. Either they are leaving and then the players have this big spark of energy to try and prove everyone wrong and they end up doing really damn well finally or they do what everyone thinks they're going to do and be really shit so it's sort of it's sort of one or two ways isn't it i mean i'm hoping they go the first way and actually click together finally put out a season which they have the players to do but i don't think they will i'd love them to like bark absolutely bar up and like start beating kiwi teams and stuff that'd be pretty funny wouldn't it oh imagine they just cause a boil over and beat the chiefs in hamilton or something ridiculous i'd love it i don't think it's going to happen but they've got some good players in some positions well Um, if you heard us say that they're in big financial trouble you wouldn't think it looking at the players they brought in they brought a matt proctor 10 hour tubo philippe dungunu and lachlan salakalotto Big Three name. wallabies and a form rule like. Big big names. Um but they've had to to replace some of the losses. I mean they've well, they've lost one of my favourite players, Reese Hodge. He's gone over to the to Yeah, France. I was gonna say he's a big. They've lost one of my favourites too, Richard Hardwick. Yep. Yep. So there's been some uh losses, but there's still some key positions that, that are filled by really talented players. What I don't um, get is on Richard Hardwick, they haven't even lost him to a top team. They've lost him to a championship side in England, I think. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like, he's well and truly good enough to be playing top division somewhere. But they've still got, yeah, Tanya Latupo. They've still got players like Jordan Ulisi, yeah, Salakai Lotos. You've got your Robbie Leotas, Brad Wilkins, um, you know, James Tuttle. Of course, Cardi um, Gordon's still there to run the cutter. Carter Gordon's there. You got- I think that's another big question of, of course, he was class last year. Now everyone knows who he is. Is he going to be able to back it up? And then my favorite, Andrew Kelly. Hopefully he can stay fit. Yeah, um, I think it's going to come down to him and Gordon are going to be two of the lynchmans. But I just honestly, it could go one of two ways. There's a good chance they finish bottom of the table. Um, but there's also a good chance, well, not a, not a good chance, but there's a chance that they really bar up and start proving people wrong and, um, and do pretty well. But I'm going to go for the for the former. I'm going to say they finish in 12th place. Yeah, I think I'm with you. They're battling for um, 11th or 12th. It's between them and Moana. I, yeah, I think Moana might have enough to slip above them. I've got currently Moana in 12th in my thing, but actually I, I'm resurrecting that. I think Moana get 11th, Rebels get 12th. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, right. Where should we shoot off to? Another Kiwi team? Should we do our boys, Highlanders? Of course, looking at preseason, competition favourites by a landslide. Haven't lost a game. Smoked every team in their path. Also played their strongest team in every game while every other team's played their youngsters, but we don't need to look into that. Exactly right. Interesting names in this team. Um... I don't know about you, but some of the players they've lost were probably expected to some extent. Um, yeah, a lot of them has, were. But there's still still been some big losses, Shannon Frizzell being a massive loss. Um, I mean, Frizzell and Aaron Smith are huge losses. Also losses they've probably known about for a couple of years. Cause I still think Marty Banks is probably the biggest loss. But, oh, you know. for culture alone he is, isn't he? Um. 
but there's some interesting ones. Reese Patchell's come on board um, as a number ten from from Wales. You probably might recall his name from international football. Yeah, um, not a bad wee player, is he? Pretty pretty good, actually. Well, I think he'll I say not a bad wee player. He's played in a fair chunk of games for Wales in the ten yeah. or fifteen jerseys. He's a good player. He's a very very experienced international rugby player um but they've also lost a number of other players so you know players like scott gregory have gone overseas not a huge loss in my opinion but anyway um pyre likes a f2 lee pyre mitch hunt of course freddie burns is gone i think we'll see um marino mccaley too as well he's another one of like i just scratched my head how we let him go how's new zealand rugby let him go I agree, um, but we've still got some good players. Players like Sam Gilbert, who are up and coming, and I think bloody good. Um, your mate Martin Bagato from Argentinians. Yeah, good to see the Argentine back for another year. Don't often yeah. get that. No, no, yeah. you don't. You only get one season out of them, don't you? Usually. Um, but no, he looked all right last year, so excited to see what he can do. A couple of OBs boys amongst the side, isn't there? Oh, always is, mate. Yeah, a couple of up and coming like James Arscott there in the. Uh, Number nine, I think yeah, he was there last year. He was potentially there last year for a couple of games, wasn't he? Yeah, he played the old game off the pine. Uh, Maybe even started one. I can't even remember, but yeah. He'll be pretty good. Um, and then there's a few other names here and there from other parts of Otago and Southland. And now they've got Ricky Jackson back on the, on the side. I think he was in the Crusaders. I think Tom Sanders is a quietly good pickup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I not agree. as good as uh, Tava Tava Naiway and Ratamotavuki Nepkins, who are going to slot straight into that back three. And oh, yeah. Wreak havoc, I hope. Tava Tava Naiway hopefully is a standout. Um, I mean, I've been uh, saying Ratamotavuki Nepkins' name for since he came through with well, three years ago. In fairness, that's probably because you're one of the only people who can pronounce it. But Oh, I don't know if I can, quite frankly. It's more a case of... I don't know if you have that, but you see a double barrel name or you see a long name and it just sticks with you. Yeah, I like Coombs Fabling, mate. Doesn't have to be a world beater, but the old double no. barrel name just does something to you. It does. Yeah. For me, the most important players in this side will be Billy Harmon. Um, yep. Without Ethan, a shadow of a doubt. Ethan DeGroot. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, some of your backs as well. So, if allow Fakatavas, you know. Your Fakatavas are really important. And, of course, uh, Sam Gilbert, I think, is quite important for me as well, um, plus those wingers you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, the guys you mentioned, of course, Sammy Gilbert as well. You mentioned him at the start. Absolute legend. For me, I think Hollanders will be... I know I keep saying middle of the pack because I've literally put everyone in the middle of the pack, but they'll be, uh, they'll be in that top in that playoff zone, I reckon, this year because, you know, they'll come together as a bit of a club and, and I think they've got some players that can do some real damage, but they've got to stay fit. That's the key thing. Um, a little bit less depth on the other sides, in my opinion. So yeah, I would go... They're still battlers, let's be honest. Oh, they well, always gonna, will be, mate. I'm actually going to go in the number... Because I know I put Crusaders number five, put Waratahs six. Um... The Drua were an eight. Who did I sign seven to? I can't remember now. But yeah, you thought the force was somewhere in that region. Yeah, I, I just to, give us the rough region. We don't need it. I might have to give you. I might have to give the force nine. Yeah, rough region of that lower lower half of the playoff uh, mix. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think they're doing better than last year, which is not because last year they were scrapping for anything, but a lot kind of start. So I think that's going to set them on path to. I reckon they'll finish six, but I could almost see them pushing the Brumbies for that fifth spot. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we should go over to, speaking of the Brumbies, the lovely city of Canberra. where On a wavelength there, mate. Where there's only really one good sporting team, that being the Brumbies. So uh, the Brumbies are always, well, typically the best Australian side. In fact, they're... I mean, you rel- got some Raiders fans screaming at you right now. But... Yeah, I know. I know. I don't really care about them, though. Uh, you're right, though. The, the Raiders aren't half bad. But um, I think the Brumbies are better, personally. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of by far and away the best Aussie Super Rugby team. I don't think you can say the Raiders are by far the best NRL team. But, but um, we don't know NRL, so we won't chat NRL. 
the Brumbies are reliably the only Australian team that can actually beat New Zealand teams in a season. Reliably. Historically, yep, that's 100% the case. And I think that's still the case this year. Like No other team seems like they, on paper, will match up. But the Brumbies have a good shot too. Some great players on the side. Um, and I always, yeah, I always reckon the Brumbies make some really good signings as well. Um, but they haven't lost. I mean, they've lost, obviously, Nick White being a massive loss to the force. Um, and Jesse Mogg, your favorite player, is retired, apparently. So, yeah. I don't sure. even know if it's either of those. I mean, Jesse Mogg, of course, an absolute huge loss. But, I mean, Hall of Famer like him. No, he'll 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 be around in spirit of nothing else. But Pete Samo, right? That's gotta be a big loss. I think he's the biggest loss. I think he's a bigger loss than Nick White by some distance, to be honest. Yeah, it, it, he is he's a massive player and I think he probably also was one of those blokes who got a little bit shafted, so um he's off to France. Yeah, so, you're probably right about him being shafted. Should have really been kind of matched H twenty three for the Wallabies week in, week out, I would have thought. I agree. Um, but there's still some really good players in the Brumbies side and and in and, and most areas as well. Um, so um, Yeah, aside from those kind of couple, it's a fairly steady squad, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's it's pretty good. Rob Valentini's still um, floating in there, and I think he's, yeah. he's got named Australian Player of the Year. I think he was. So Yeah, he's probably the key man again, isn't he? Um even be a players like they picked up Harrison Goddard from the Tars. You've got Ryan Lonigan, who I think is quite good. I think the uh, Lonigan brothers are going to have a huge season. I think Jack Gibrosini like, had a great season last year. Um, yeah, actually, he, I mean, he had a good run of games in the 10 jersey, didn't he? Yeah, and he's still got a couple of seasons left in him. Um, so him alongside Loisio, who's sort of back from cruising around over in Europe um, yeah. for, for some time. Um, of course, Akita on the centres as well, another quality player. Well, even Ollie, even Ollie Sapsford, the um, he's I think he's actually a Kiwi. Ollie Sapsford, yeah, um, he Most was bloody Hawks good last Bay, year. I think. Yeah, no, he's a Hawks Bay player. Yeah, he um, he was quite good last year. No, um, um, Corey Tall as well. Seven, yeah, well, Corey Tall, absolutely rapid. He's probably the fastest guy in the whole comp, I'd say, or maybe one of the maybe one of the dual guys. But Corey Tall is seriously fast. Um, the amount of tries he assisted last year just by. Gassing someone on the outside and popping it back on the inside, just and seems- I know that he's I don't know you know he's a bit of a knob, but Tom Wright and even alongside his mate Andy Muirhead on the wings, they're pretty good. Like you know, yeah, Tom I mean, Wright, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. And Tom Wright might play fullback, so um, yeah, like probably no surprises they're shaping up as the best Aussie team again. Yeah, well, Stephen Larkham's a good coach, I reckon. So yeah. yeah I- Think if they hadn't managed to get old um, Joe Smith over for Wallabies, Larkham could have been yeah. looking to tap him on the shoulder. Oh, he's a shoo Yeah, so Brumbies for me will be. Um, I'm going to go number four. I think they're in that region. I think I've got them as fifth. I think they might best one of the New Zealand sides. But yeah, once again, like you said, they can beat any team on their day. So. I, they can. When it comes finals time, if they can manage to get a home final somehow, they're yeah, very tough to beat. Let's go over to one of the teams that they um, sometimes play in the finals, the Hurricanes, Wellington. Um, <laughs> I mean, Canes fans will love us saying that, but uh, yeah, they're probably well overdue a decent run, I'd imagine, because it must be a hard life being a Canes fan. Ups and downs, but you never really... Going the whole way. They're always a class side, and they always do really well against New Zealand opposition, but they just can't seem to get those points needed to uh, to make the finals. And, then, yeah, and when they do make the finals, they slip up, don't they? It's just the consistency is not quite there, which yeah, just ups and downs, and always one of the most entertaining teams. But Definitely. Will this year be the same? I don't know about that, because there's some players in the, in the side that are shoo-ins for future All Blacks. Um, oh, I think they're the whole team. That's the main note I had to. Chiefs and Crusaders have young bucks, but Canes have guys who are sort of hitting their third, fourth year of Super Rugby that really need to make this season their season if they want to be in the All Blacks. Like, if I just list these players, Ruben Love, even your Daniel Sinkinsons, your Josh Morbys, even your younger, like, Balin Sullivans, um, your Higgins, your, obviously Geordie Barrett's in there, but you've also got your players like, you know, Brett Cameron, Aidan Morgan, 
Roy Guard. You know, there's just players in the side that even like your uh, your Brit, uh, your Billy Proctors and your Dupley yeah. Karifis, you guys who have all the potential in the world, and like if they can actually reach that potential, yeah, there's some huge potential in the side. Uh, they haven't lost too many massive names. Of course, we spoke about Sabaya. He was sort of past his prime. He's off to Moana. We spoke about I mean, some other players as well. Um, Marty Sevilla, we know he's gone to Japan. That is. Um, me, maybe they may not have lost many, but you probably couldn't lose a bigger name than Marty Sevilla. And Rob no, but, but everyone knew that was happening, so they're sort of prepared for it. Um, yeah, there is quality backups, but yes. They're going to have to work cut out for him too. Oh, no, you, look, you're not right. It's, it's probably the biggest loss in the entire comp. But, you know, they, they had enough time to prepare for it. So they um they knew that was coming and they picked up Shields again over from France. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that loose trio kind of goes. they got Shields, Peter Larkoy, Braden Yosse, uh, Devin Flanders, Dupacy Karifi, yeah. TK Howden as well, I think. You've got a number of yeah. options there. So old Dane Coles and Nadi Sevilla, both in Japan, um, but there's well and truly enough talent left. Uh, they have changed coaches. Jason Holland's gone, of course, with uh, Scott to the New Zealand team, All Blacks, uh, as the assistant coach. Um, and then Clark Laidlaw, Laidlaw, who's coaching the Sevens team, right? He's come over. Yeah, I mean, he's plenty of experience, so I think he'll be all right. I think this is a number two side for me, personally. I think they're going to be up there too. I think TJ returning could be big for them as well. He probably isn't going to start, but I think he'll be big. And quietly, I think James Tucker's a really good pickup. Yeah. I I thought he was good for the Blues last year, and it's always sort of in the locking department or set piece that the Canes struggle, so he'll help that. Key players for me are Geordie Barrett, um, Ruben Love, I think is quite important. Uh, If he can get the game time and and remain on form, I think he's a good player. It's probably and of course, they trust in that team jersey as well, isn't it? Cam Roygaard, I think, is a really important player. Um, and then, of course, in the forwards, there's some incredibly important names amongst those. Um, I think I actually think that um, Brad Shields is going to have a lot of experience that might be quite necessary. Yeah, they're going to need players. a bit of that, eh? Yeah. So, I think Asafa Almu is due a huge year as well. Like, he's kind of fallen out of favour and... If he wants that black jersey, he's really going to have to step up. Now, Colsey's not there as well. He's the guy in the two jersey. Or even your Duplessis Kareffis and your Braden Yossi's like yeah. good players. Like, yeah, like they've been there for enough seasons now that this is really their time to just grasp. But yeah, like you, so I think me, they're a pretty good side. I think I put them at three. But yeah, fair enough. In that that's, ballpark. Yeah, that's close. Um, let's head across to our... Last Australian team, I think it's our last one, the Reds. Yeah, Reds, uh, I believe. Queensland, my closest team, which will I be going to any of the games? Maybe. We'll see. Um, You're a huge Reds fan, season ticket. You got the you got the banner, you got the face paint. It's a bit sad, like when you go to Suncorp, there's actually some really old-time fans there who have all the old-school Queensland Reds kit back when they used to be really damn good. And it's just a bit yeah, sad. Yeah, they've they, had some ups know. and downs too, haven't they? It's a bit sad seeing them and going, oh, God, you you really enjoyed a beer back in 2011, didn't you? But you haven't had that opportunity ever since. Um, but having said that, this year, we well, know we say it every year, but you never know. I mean, they've lost some players. Um, they've lost some players to injury. Um, I see James O'Connor's now out for quite some time. So that's not good. But yeah, you're not handy, but Tom Liner's a good backup, so... Well, started a lot of games even, so he's a good player. Yeah, they've got Lawson Crichton. Uh, they've got Tom Liner, some great players. Um, the good thing about Queensland Reds is they get fed from a lot of the – like the, the I know there's no regional comp in Aussie anymore, but the, the schoolboy comp and even the senior competition in Queensland is really good. It's probably better than anyone else, anywhere else in Australia. So they get a lot of feed from, from that. But Yeah, it's where a lot of the big rugby schools are, eh? Well, here you got Nudgy in Brisbane, which is probably the biggest. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I think um, the problem that they have, though, is that a lot of those guys get nabbed by other teams. But they've managed to, to, to sort of keep some of the young guys, but they need to perform um, this, this season for them to do anything, I think, because it's not... Like, if you look at the side, sure, we know a lot of the names, but your average Joe wouldn't know a lot of these names, would they? 
Yeah, you'd have to have watched some Australian Super Rugby games to know their names, really. I mean, obviously, like, you know, Fraser McRod, I think, is a great player. Um, and Harry Wilson, you know, th- those sort of guys are experienced as, and they're, they're really important. Tate McDermott. Um, I mean, a couple of names will stand out for Kiwi watchers are Jeffrey Tuamunga Allen and Alex Holden. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they they picked up a couple of players there. Um, Alex Hodgman's a bit of a steer, wasn't it, from the Blues? Yeah, I think him and two among Allen and both be quite good. Yeah. Of course, they got Penny Ravi there as well. Like they got some not bad wee props. Zane Nongor does a job. I don't mind him. He's quite good. Yeah. Um, right. Even even your um, Matt Facelers and your. Um, yeah, even I mean, it's not other. a world-beating forward back by any stretch of the imagination, but they're all, you know, roll up the sleeves, get stuck in type of guys. Yeah, and then exactly. that loose trio is actually really class. Liam Wright, Fraser McWright, Harry Wilson, Sarah Uru as well. That's a class lot of looses. Let's hope that Vonnie Varley can do something in the back line. Um, Jordan Pattaya, I rate. I think he's pretty strong. Um, Jock Campbell, big fan of him as well. I, I, I think Jock Campbell's great. Yep. Brad Thorne, of course, is gone, so um, he's given up. Um, yeah, is that Les Kiss that's coming? Is that his name? Yeah, Les Englishman, I think, is he? Or is he? Yeah, I think he is. I think. Oh, no, no, he's Australian. Oh, but no. he, um, sorry, we probably. He's coached in England, though. We've, least, we've probably actually yeah. offended we've offended him then because he's actually yeah. a former Wallaby. So. Oh, well, there you go, poor fellow. Oh, no, he's, he's done a bit of coaching in England. That's about all I know. He's, he's, he's had four caps for the Wallabies. There you go. In 1986. So, he's, you know, oh, he's played a bit Feature the bloke on me page. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's see how he goes. Maybe he'll bring a bit of flair. I, I still, because of that new coach and, you know, not the hugest names, I'm, I'm unfortunately going to have to put them down in probably 10th place. Yeah, fair enough. I don't have too many arguments. i got no other notes to add, really. You could probably copy and paste my points from last year. They're much the same. Fraser McRod is class. So that's about the most important thing from the Reds for me. I think they get eighth. I think they get go better than the Tars. Okay. Um, that leaves us with one remaining team from New Zealand, the biggest city in New Zealand, Auckland, um, the Blues. They're, they're another uh, interesting proposition, aren't they? Of course, they've done really well in previous years, but they but have But they are, in fact, the Blues. Yeah, but they are yeah, in fact yeah, the Blues. Yeah, they are in fact forced to pull on a blue jersey week in, week out, which we know hampers your performance by at least 40%. Again, they've lost, you know, Bowden Barrett as part of that whole thing to Japan. Again, um, what is it, the sabbatical year or something like that? Yeah. So, you know, they've Tui lost... Tui out for the start of the season now, injured too, so that's a big loss. Of course, two of us are six returned to NRL. Um there's been a few names that they've lost, which is not Leon ideal. McDonald as well. I probably should uh, mention that. He's gone. Yeah. Vern I, Cotter's coming in as coach. And I rate Vern Cotton, uh, Vern Cotter. I think he's bloody good. Um, yeah, he I was, think he's another his coach in New Zealand plenty. So but he'll having be said fine. that, unfortunately, the Blues coaching role is a bit of a, uh, a bit of a curse, really, isn't it? So Yeah, not many step into that role and do well, do they? But credit to Leon because he's gone off to be assistant coach for the All Blacks, which I think would be a pretty damn good role. So Should maybe um, mention Big Red's gone as well, Tom Robinson. I think that's a massive loss. Cold uh, hero, isn't he? I think it's almost, well, Bowden Barrett, but it's a big loss, Tom Robinson. I mean, in terms of uh, physical size, he's definitely the bigger human. Oh, absolutely. Um, they've claimed Angus Tarvale from the Chiefs as well, which is interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a good pickup. And I think um, Mocklin McConnell from the Chiefs as well is another good pickup, particularly when they're very light on locks, that he's probably going to start for them. I noticed I picked up um, Cade Banks from North Harbour, who had a bloody good season, didn't he? Another yeah, quality NPC player, isn't he? So... Yeah, so yeah. I think for me, I mean, I've got them in third place, which is my last remaining spot. Um I think they'll pick. I think they'll pip most of those Aussie sides, and and they'll certainly take out some of the Kiwi sides. But I think they'll be taken out by the Chiefs and the Hurricanes, in my opinion. But uh, it'll be close. And I think their key players for me. I mean, I'm always a massive Anton Signa fan, as you know, mate. So I think he could be big this season. I, he I is a every class year, player. He's well, he won. So he actually won at the Blues. At the Blues, or was it the? 
No, nah, I think it was the Blues Award. He won like some best player or something award. So best defender, I think it might have been. Um, he's pretty um, he's pretty rated amongst them. But other well, oh, more on a more it is serious a tough Blues trio to break into, though. I mean, Hoskins, Akira, and Dalton. He was getting game time though, wasn't he last year? Um, the way Akira and Hoskins were playing, that he could find himself in that starting lineup. Yeah, so I think there's some massive names. I think Bryce Heem last year was bloody good. So he was actually unreal. Like I thought he was sort of the guy who disappeared from New Zealand would be forgotten about, but he turned back up as what thirty two year old or whatever. And he's just torn the competition to shreds almost. Let's not forget he's thirty five years of age this year. Yeah, so even he, even older, thirty five. If he if he performs, he's going to be a legend of the game, and he still is a legend of the game and former well, tall player. But. Kind of a winger when he left for the most part. Now he's slotted into twelve. But he's not slow. He wasn't slow though. He was bloody fast. I thought. Um, you know he's good. Mike Talay, I think, is probably the most important back yeah, player. That's the name I was waiting um, for. The slippery but, gypsy himself. Caleb Clark, we know he can be good, and he, he very well may have a good season. AJ Lamb, I think, is bloody good as well. But um, there's some plays in here that they will rely on, but there's also a little bit of backup, well, a good amount of backup, which is which is nice. So who do you pick as the starting number 10, though? Um, I mean, it's going to be Stephen Perifeta in it, unless they go with him at fullback, but I think they'll go Stephen Perifeta at 10, Zan Sullivan at fullback, possibly. Do you think they're going to use Plummer at 12 or...? Yeah, Plummer 12 are off the bench. I can't see Plummer starting many games. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think they've got a great side. I'm Finlay Christie, I think. Shouldn't uh, dog Plummer that much, actually. I know I have in the past, but actually he's turned out to be quite a decent wee player now and does offer a bit when he's playing. The Blues had a couple of games over in Japan as part of the preseason. I didn't, didn't catch the result of those, though. I think they won theirs. I didn't catch any of the highlights or anything, but yeah, from accounts, they won them. So there we go. That's I got mine in third place. I mean, for the Blues, that sort of... I'm I mean, pretty much copy and pasting your notes. I've got them in fourth. I think the Canes Crusaders and Chiefs will best them because I think the Blues pack will struggle in those games. It's but, funny because like yeah. we haven't really made any massive outlandish predictions versus last year, and we didn't do it last year either, but... We sort of it sort of makes sense not to because we generally get them right. But if you were to pick one massive, you know, out there call, big massive risk that you would never bet money on, but could you could see possibly happening, what would it be? Are we talking talking teams? Yeah, teams um, or just results or whatever. Is it outlandish, outlandish to say the Canes winning it? No, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think that would be considered an outlandish thought because the That's TAB would probably have them quite high. Somewhat of a somewhat of a dark horse. Um, maybe the Reds being the best Aussie side? Yeah, you know what? I'd, I was going to say that or I was going to say the Force being the best Aussie side. Yeah, I know you might laugh yeah, at that. But I, hear me out. Hear me I don't out. hate it. Last year, they won every – well, except for one thing – Every home game. All they got to do is win away games and they'll be fine. So we'll see. Um, but th- that's an outlandish thought. I was more thinking along the lines of the Drua top three. Now that's it's a... Could it happen? That's a bold call. It is. I mean, it's possible, but... It's yeah, a bold call. We'll see. But if we're talking bold calls, <laughs> uh, the other bold call I was thinking is, you know, that whole rebel scenario where they bar up and start just annihilating everyone. Um, no, that's got to be Leicester City type odds for that to happen. Yeah, that's that's like a, that is actually a Leicester. City. Actually, what is the equivalent of a Leicester City football win in the Super Rugby? Is it like a, a Rebels winning it? Yeah, it would have to be like a Rebels or a Moana winning that, the comp. That would be crack up, wouldn't it? Yeah, I just yeah could not see it happening whatsoever. Not with finals, like. Yeah, that's the I, actually, I suppose yeah. with finals, it almost makes it easier because you just have to win one game in the end if you manage to. Yeah, you just like get park, there. park the equivalent of the bus in rugby, which it's kind of harder to do it in rugby than it is soccer. Yeah, but... Go to a, a goal, a goal kick shootout. They, um, just, they need Reese Hodgeback just drop goals from fifty out. <laughs> yeah, I think from individual perspective, I'd say an outlandish thought would be um, like a huge, huge score game, like a, a ninety something. You know, I think I don't think we're going to see that. But if I had to, I mean, it would be there'd be someone putting it on the rebels. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it probably would be, wouldn't it? Depending on how they go uh, financially. So, I'm trying to think a, if there's any like rogue players I could just pull out and say they're going to finish top try scorer. Okay, here's my outlandish call for the for the season. Coombs Fabling nabs a hat trick in one of the games. Oh, that's the sort of call I rate. I rate something like that. You know, I always sort of jump on that. It could happen, you know. And if it does happen, I'm going oh, to be... I'll go Coombs Fabling bags a man of the match performance in a playoff game. Oh, that is classic. I like that. Just grabs a brace or something against the Blues in a wee semi-final win. I don't mind that call. I like that. Yeah. Or here am I, Murray, to top the tri-scoring charts somehow. That's, probably probably, that's a more realistic claim, though. Or maybe Shea Thiehaki, because he's actually realistically going to get minutes and Murray may not. Yeah, that's a realistic claim. What about um, Nick White nails a 65 job? I mean, who knows? We're just speculating random shit now, aren't we? That's probably as good a time as <laughs> oh, any to uh, yeah. round it out. Because I, well, I was about to get to the what's the off-field big, you know, big predictions, but we won't, we won't, oh, we won't get to oh, that. If you've got one to close it out for us, go for gold, mate. No, I was just going to say someone pulls a, um, someone pulls, you know, a job against one of their team coaches or whatever, you know, the whole Elton Yanchi sort of style. <laughs> Anything out in Dan's okay, side yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a good sign. Yeah. Nick White grows back a moustache and fundamentally that becomes a really seedy thing to, to look at and therefore he does something really seedy with one of the uh, team coaches. There you go. There's your call. I mean, if anyone's thrown under the bus, it's the guy who rocks a moustache like that, so fair enough. Anyway, that's probably, that's probably it for us, isn't it? Yeah, that about rounds out the pod. I mean, cheers for listening if you've listened. I mean... Hopefully we'll be somewhat back in regular schedule soon, but kind of just, I mean, you'll know by now if you've been listening to us, you get episodes when you get episodes. But anyway, uh, cheers for listening. Cheers for, I mean, definitely let us know your thoughts over on the Rugby Rewind Instagram or on our email or on my Facebook page when I chuck it on there. And yeah, keep your eyes and ears posted throughout the season for future episodes. Thanks everyone for listening. See you on the next one.